Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. My name is Adam Rogers, and alongside me, as always, is co-host Steve Mez. If it's your very first time listening to this podcast, it's brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the Blaney Racing family for two decades, and Team Blaney itself has been providing news, notes, and analysis to fans on social media since 2014. Let's go ahead and pull those belts tight and hang on as we throw the green flag on our recap of Ryan Blaney's run in the Duramax Striding 400 this past weekend at Dover Motor Speedway. Steve, welcome back to another episode of the Team Blaney podcast. I know that I just said this past weekend, but... Honestly, it was actually only, uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. It was just yesterday <laughs> that they yeah, ended up Monday. finishing up this race. little Monday afternoon delight. Uh, yeah, it was a wild, weird weekend of weather and uh, definitely a weird weekend for the, the new car. Uh, definitely had a lot to learn on, on the mile uh, concrete surface. Yeah, and we talked a little bit about last week. Um, I can't remember if it was on air, off air, about what we expected for this race and the racing at Dover the last several years. People have been a little bit down on it. The previous generation of car didn't really show up as well as as other generations have. Um, but luckily, we ended up with some really great racing this week, which was kind of unexpected. Yeah, they, they um, you know... Th- like I said, it's a different, a mile concrete, something that they really haven't messed with yet this year. So it was new. And, uh, some of the guys of course do adjust pretty quickly and adapt pretty quickly. Um, but it seems like Goodyear brought a different tire to, to this one. And it made the teams work a little harder and, uh, it showed up on a lot of different teams with a lot of different issues about their tires, uh, and tire wear. So it made the racing better because of it. It did. And I think we were talking a little bit earlier, you mentioned, you know, lots of tire wear, heavy tire wear. They really had to kind of watch how they, they used and abused their tires on runs, but they weren't, you know, outside of tires falling off during this race. Um, they weren't like, you know, just going flat or, you know, exploding and causing crashes or anything. It's just, if you used them up, you know, they got corded pretty bad and you just had to watch uh, a lot of crew chiefs going into Monday, since we'll talk about it being rain delayed at one point here, you know, we're even before the race even restarted, we're kind of, I don't want to say complaining, but mentioning on a lot of the interviews and stuff pre-race, you know, we didn't, you know, we're not really sure we got enough tires in the pits. And I knew right when that was happening, I'm like, this is going to make this race pretty interesting. Uh, but it was, I thought, exciting to actually see, you know, two and in some cases with Kyle Bush on one of the restarts there, three wide racing at a place like Dover that you haven't seen in several years. A lot of the drivers were lamenting the fact that, you know, after practice and qualifying, oh, it's going to be real tough to pass and all this stuff. We didn't actually see that in the race. And it kind of made, um, I don't know, for some more daring moves. I think guys had a little bit more confidence, uh, but it did a lot of it come down to tire management and um, ended up the race overall ended up uh, pretty well. A couple of highlights here for Ryan in this race um, but I'm sure we'll get to, to what we ended up with the finish here as we move forward. So yeah, why don't we go ahead and just jump right into it. Let's jump right back into our recap of Ryan's run in this race, the Duramax Striding 400 this Monday and Sunday and Monday at yeah. Dover Motor Speedway. Yeah. It, uh, real quick, we go back to Saturday actually for practice. Uh, you know, Ryan was in group A. Um, and right off the bat, you know, a couple minutes in the 38 spins, the 77 wrecks. Um, you know, six minutes into the practice, Ryan hadn't even had a chance to go out yet because all these things have been <laughs> cleaned up on the track. And I tell you what, that's unfortunate that, you know, his practice got kind of messed up. But I honestly like seeing that, you know, when they got to the dirt race and it was a little bit hard to handle. They got to some other races very early in the year with this car and guys were spinning out uh, and good guys were spinning out, not just, you know, back markers or something. Um, you do like to see that's kind of something people wanted to see with the new car was that they're on edge. And I know that in a couple of years, they're going to have this whole thing figured out and it won't be as exciting, but honestly, when people spin in practice, I'm not sad to see it unless it's the 12 car. Yeah. They, um, you know, they're second fastest early on the practice once they do get out there. Um, and, uh, Ryan has an in-car camera this week. We noticed right away, which is, which is really cool. And it actually helps me a ton on Monday, uh, trying to watch from work. 
Love it. Uh, Love the in-car camera. It's probably my yeah. favorite thing. We have, yeah. That's one of the best parts about watching practice. And then all of a sudden they switch to him and you just know, because it's perfect because yeah. you can always see what's happening throughout yeah. the race. And if you're really good at it, you can pause it at the right time, get it to line up with your TV, and then you're, you're squared away for the rest of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after a couple laps, uh, he's in fifth. Um, with six minutes to go, they went back out after making some adjustments. Um, 11 laps he had put on the, on the, on the track there was P five, but only 0.062 back. So that's how tight it was. Um, you know, they were, uh, they were in the fast five at the end of that group session. It was the two, the 16, the 31, the 11 and the 12. Um, some, like I said, some strange cars showing good speed. Um, uh, like I said, guys are adapting quickly. Um, you know, the, uh, group B, the eight car hit the wall <laughs> the 24 hit the wall, the 24 ended up having to go to a backup, I believe. Um, and, uh, you know, they get down to their top five there. I think it was the one, oh, I'm sorry. It was, uh, I got here, the 45, 15, the six, the nine, the 20, those were the fast five in that group. Um, so once again, there's some different cars up there and they're in the, in the, you know, in the practice, at least, um, with, if you merge both groups together, Ryan was about eighth quick through, you know, through both those practices. Um, he was going out 15th for qualifying in group a, um, his, he, he, when he does get up there, his first lap is P one. So they shut it down for lap two, which is awesome. Um, the, uh, one car ends up being the fastest though. The one ends up at the end of the session. Um, putting up the pole speed there for the, the top five in that session. I know we've talked about it before, but it's just, and it's going to happen in the race two with Chastain, but it's just insane to me what track house has done <laughs> this season. And, um, you know, Ryan's run really well all year, so I can't really complain, but, um, if there's a team that I'm jealous of outside of Hendrick, it's just the, the, the energy and speed that team has brought to it. And it's, and it's consistent. You know, I'm just waiting for it to fall off at some point, but they've gone to every single different type of track here and, and they're fast. So um, we're just looking to catch up. And Chastain is playing with house money now too. He's, he's gotten some confidence together with winning a couple races now and being really aggressive, which he was always really aggressive. He was, but now he can be really aggressive and has nothing to lose because they're, he, he knows he's in the playoffs. So, you know, anything else now is like a bonus for him. Um, so the first five um, the, in group A, there was the one, the 12, the 11, the 17, the 23. In group B, it was the nine, the five, the 48, and the, uh, the 18 and 99 going for the pole. So like you said, the one 99 are there. Um, you know, the 23 car is going to go for the pole, which is really good for them. Um, ends up being... Uh, Ryan ends up fifth and the 17 actually takes the pole in qualifying, which is pretty impressive too, for, for, uh, Kozlowski's, uh, new venture, um, with Roush there. Um, that's their first pole since, since Brad joined the group and, uh, Busher of all guys, you know, he can get it done. You know, he is sneaky. Good. Um, people don't really think of him as being one of the top guys, but he's up there with the, with the Ford guys. Yeah, it's one of my goals every week, really, is just hoping that Ryan at least makes it into that top 10, because if you can get a top 10 starting position at pretty much any track, you're in, in a really good spot. And um, I think what I, Ryan's probably only missed a couple, two or three, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. second rounds of qualifying this year. I can't remember too many, but I know it's at least two, I think. So always yeah. good to see him at least advance into that second round so he's not stuck mid-pack or beyond. Um, so, uh, race day comes around on Sunday and we start off with, uh, you know, 120, 250 and 400 laps are our different stages, of uh, comp caution at lap 40, uh, fuel run is about 92 to 98 laps. And they had nine sets of tires, um, <clears throat> to the rear, we got the 45, the 24, the 38, the 21, the 77, uh, some of those unapproved adjustments, some of those backup cars from the wrecks during practice. Um, the leader picks the outside lane to start the race. So the outside lane on all the restarts ends up being the, 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 the quicker lane on restarts. So, um, but the battle's not too hard to, to maintain the low lane. It's not, not as bad as getting freight trained, uh, uh, like a Martinsville. Um, the 11 kind of stacks up the start actually, 
but uh, lap five, everything settles out. Ryan's P5 uh, by lap 18. Uh, Josh has given him some info on what line uh, others are taking uh, to kind of get a little more speed. You know, some of the diamonding of the corner is starting to happen now. Uh, lap 20, Ryan gives a balance update, knowing that they're going to be pitting at lap 40. Um, and they're running into lap traffic already, you know, 20 laps in. Um, lap 22, the 11 does pass the 17 for the lead. Um, the 11 is pretty much the car to beat at least uh on sunday on yep. monday th- monday things change but um and ryan's still running fifth at this point uh and at lap 35 the five car is starting to catch the 11 um we get the comp caution at lap 40 um ryan and right before the comp caution there's a big scare yeah uh, he he says something that he thinks he's got a flat he thinks he's got a flat um and what it had, what had happened is the car kind of straightened out going into one and, um, they come into pit on the comp caution. Sure enough, the right front had courted. So he, whatever he noticed happening was actually happening. And um, that moment actually made it to uh, radioactive this week too, where Ryan's on the radio. Go, I got a problem. I got a problem. I got a problem. Mm-hmm. And then he basically said that, you know, the, the competition caution kind of saved them on that yeah. one. Yeah. And, and as we're going to, you know, if you go back and listen to some other different things and, um, you know, we're going to give you Ryan's report here, but there were problems with tires with a whole bunch of teams all day long. They were not the only one that had this issue. So it wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, the 22 early on in this race too is complaining about, about tire problems. So, um, they, uh, they do come in fifth, go out sixth on this pit stop. Um, but the right front was coming apart. So, um, the leader um, takes the top on this choose cone and Ryan takes the bottom. He's in row three. Uh, so he actually kind of gains a position. Um, but uh, the restart happens. He settles into six, six position. And um, at lap 45, Josh is talking about rain in the distance already. So they're already starting to see some things on the radar getting closer and closer. And I was wrong about this. I texted you right before the start of the race. And I said, it's going to rain on lap 10. And uh I, I was a, a little too, uh, <laughs> I was a little too pessimistic, I guess, at that point, but it took a little bit further than that. Yeah. Yeah. Lap 60, the 18 is starting to put some pressure on Ryan from behind. Um, and lap 62, Ryan says something feels weird. He says the balance feels off. Um, so the 18 does pass Ryan. Ryan's in seventh at this point. Um, it's raining in three and four. He says at lap 67, they get a caution for the rain. Um, Ryan says that there's uh, no grip at lab 72 pit road is open and Jonathan tells him to stay out and six cars behind Ryan stay out, which this whole thing was a little controversial overall. Uh, there's a, a lot of people talking about normally when there's rain in the area and it's, they've already thrown the caution for rain. They usually don't open pit road, but if you were watching the radar at this point, there was a slight chance there that it was going to break apart for at least another 15 or 20 minutes. They could have got back on the track and run some laps. So NASCAR does go ahead. And, and like you said, they open pit road here, um, which I think some crew chiefs were on board. Some weren't. And obviously Jonathan Hassler and the, and the 12 team, well, I don't want, I guess we can call this rolling the dice, you know, mm-hmm. leaves yeah. them out on the track for this one. Yeah. I mean, they're, they know that the, even if it's going to pour at this point that they're, you know, they're not halfway or anything like that. So it really don't really matter, but um, the five and the nine stay out in front of Ryan. And this is kind of inter- something interesting that I picked up on. Yeah, it's I real quirky think, here. I, I don't think anybody realized either. So um, Jonathan tells him the rains, more rain is about five minutes away. They do a choose cone here. Okay. Because they, they think they're going to try to go back to green. So when they do the choose cone, the five and the nine, both take the high lane. Ryan says, thank you goes (laughs) and goes to the low lane. Right. And sure enough, technically that's the pole position. Yep. So the next lap around, they, they cancel the restart. And when they cancel the restart, it's another lap under caution, but they're all lined up under the choose gun. So technically at this point, I believe he leads the lap. At least that's the way the NASCAR thing shows it. Yeah. Then right away, then right away, they decide that they're going to call it for rain. And when they do, they tell everybody on the radio, because I heard Josh telling them this, that we, they want everybody to go out, back out how they were before the choose cone. 
So he technically leads a lap, but then they tell everybody, go back to the way you were before the choose is gone. So he goes back to third. Yeah, it confused a couple of people. Um, I wasn't able to be in our Discord chat all race long. Uh, like a lot of folks, you know, I had to work on Monday. But there's people in the chat that were a little bit confused. And, you know, I'd mentioned because um, I, I just chimed in and say, hey, that that uh, weird record that we're keeping track of where Ryan's led a lap in every single race this year that wasn't a dirt race. <laughs> um, I was like, hey, check that box this week. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, yeah, you said a lap later, all of a sudden they, they move the nine and the other car ahead of them. I was like, well, what's happening here? And then they go red. So, yeah. So, yeah, lap 78 is the red flag. We get the rain. We get the delay. Um, and, you know, people take naps on Sunday. And finally, you know, finally, you know, it takes a while, but they finally decide that it's they're never going to get clear, uh, clear enough or get it dry in time for uh, any more racing. Um, you know, Twitter goes crazy with the debate on whether or not they should start earlier, whether or not they should have lights there and all that fun stuff, which is never going to change TV, TV, you know, pays the bills. So I heard a fun thing again, I've already mentioned radioactive once today, but, um, there was some chatter between Martin Trex jr. And I wasn't sure if it was James, I don't think it was James small, but it might've been the, uh, the spotter, but said, uh, the, the, the horse track there actually does have lights. And they said, why don't we clear off the horse horse track and have another dirt race? <laughs> I thought that was, that was kind of an interesting, an interesting option, uh, that they maybe could have taken advantage of, but yeah, you're right. I mean, people can say as much as they want about these late starts, but the TV numbers don't lie, unfortunately. So it's, I know I've obviously I've been at, at tracks that have had several rain delays, rain outs, and it, it's, unfortunate for the people there in attendance but you're you are just a very small fragment of the people that are that have the eyes on this race and even a they've said even a a monday rain delayed race will still end up with more eyes on it than you know like a noon start at dover so unfortunate but uh understandable yeah we can't um you can't hold them up against any other thing that you see like i always thought oh the nfl does this and nobody nobody says different you know they play the game in london twice a year and you know people are tuning in at 9 a.m or 6 a.m on the west coast to watch it but the truth is is the nfl is a way different ball game too you know nascar has fans but they're also trying to gain fans and they're trying to open that up by being in a certain window of time that late sunday people come home and and it's still all going on that's great you know and the only thing I would say is that maybe they ought to make these places have, have lights because if they have lights and we know that that window is longer, then sure. We'll go race Sunday night. if it takes Sunday night, you know, and places like Daytona, they've done that where, you know, if it takes longer into the day and takes into the nighttime, it takes into the nighttime. And, you know, I think that would help them too, because it would open up a, a, a greater window on a Sunday, but that, like I said, that's neither here nor there. It's going to be the way it is. Uh, like I said, it's a great argument for Twitter. I could see people like Jeff Cluck, Gluck and stuff like that getting all kind of uh, replies and and so forth. But uh, noon on Monday is what they go for. And right away on Monday at 12 noon, um, I am at work. I know you're at work. So watching and listening is really difficult. And I, I do some driving during my day. I do some delivery type things. So um, I have the scanner on. I can listen. Um, the NASCAR app is great because I could pull up Ryan's car and it wasn't always working correctly for me because I'm traveling and so forth and in and out of certain self or service. But the first thing I see and hear is that they're coming down pit road before pit road is even open. Oh, Steven, I was just about to to say, nope, that's it for the team Blaney podcast for this week. You guys tell us what happened. (laughs) We were busy working, but no, (laughs) but no, we, we have found some ways to, uh, to kind of keep abreast and watch things after and and tape delay and stuff. So don't worry, folks, we got you covered. We got some things and, uh, you know, we got some communications and we got some different ways of finding out certain things. So yes, the hood was up in the car before pit road was even technically open. So of course the penalty for pitting before pit road is open is tail end anyway, but they felt, I guess they made a discussion over overnight and felt that they had to come in and do something to make sure that the tire wear wasn't as bad as it was. And what they did was they were making some sort of toe adjustment on the right-hand side of the car. If you looked when uh, they came back, they showed that hood open and they were working over that right-hand right-hand wheel somewhere. So um, whatever that adjustment was, was hopefully keeping the tire from cording as quickly as it did. Um, 
you know, as the race goes on, it, it, I don't think it really matter. I think the tires themselves, everybody, like I said, everybody was having these issues. So, um, they do come in and pit on the next one. Once the pits are technically open, uh, like I said, they're tail end anyway. Um, they restart this race at lap 85 and the five leads and Ryan, I believe is 27th on the, on the, the last car on the lead lap at this point. And like I said, I don't going to have a lot of the passing stats here because of, uh, you know, trying to do this through TV and, and tape delay and all that. But, uh, at lap 87, we get a caution for the two car spinning and Ryan hits the rear of the 38 spinning him out. And, um, just a tap, I, just a little yeah, tap, just, right? Oh yeah. And Ryan, Ryan hates this one. Uh, he really, he literally tells Josh, I, I really couldn't stop it in time, you know, and, and so forth. And, and Josh says, don't worry. I already, I already went down and apologized. So, I mean, this is definitely just a racing incident kind of thing. There wasn't any like um, malicious thing going on there. Uh, he really didn't want to hit him, but uh, with the third, with the two spinning and it kind of like causing some things to happen. Uh, just Ryan could get woed up in time. Um, at lap 93, the five leads the restart there. Ryan is 26 at this point, And um, we get to lap 112. The 11 passes the nine for their lead. So once again, like I said, the, the 11 was probably the class of the, yep. of the field. Um, because he was passing anything he wanted to pass as the day went on. Um, at uh, lap 121, the 11 wins stage one. Ryan's back in 27th there. Um, so the uh, lap 123, uh, the lead lap car is pit, and uh, Ryan moves all the way up to 23rd. Now, the pit stops all day, um, you know, because of the result, you're not going to know, but uh, he, he gained four spots on this pit, pit stop, you know. Yeah, really solid stops. Yeah, the stops were, were great all day. Um, this is when the 11 car loses his tire, though. And um, <laughs> we're recording this at a great time because they actually announced the penalty already, too. But the 11 car, uh, what he do did was uh, it's the right rear changer. When he runs around the car in their new choreography, he becomes the left front changer. And literally, he spun the, the nut out of the gun yep. and didn't know that he had lost it tried to hit you know tried to hit that gun back up on there and then realized as the car was pulling away because the jack drops he the jack sees the guy push the gun forward and then back up and then push it forward again and then once he's done pushing it forward that second time he drops the jack because he thinks that 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 the, the guys had the lug nuts on and off he went and the tire almost beat him off pit road um great video of that <laughs> it's just worth mentioning you know this this 11 pit crew is possibly one of the best crews on pit road. And it just kind of shows you the challenges that, you know, even the, the elite of the elite on pit road are still struggling to make sure they, they understand how to get these, these lug nuts on and off and they will get there. I've, I've said it, I think numerous times already, just this season of the podcast that all these other series use lug nut te technology like this. And they have an incident every once in a while, there did seem to be a rash of them in this, this weekend overall. So we saw several, you know, people suspended this weekend. Um, but the weird thing to mention with this, you just brought up the penalty is that as of right now, NASCAR is actually the, the tire changer that they have suspended is not actually the one that made the mistake. Because as you were mentioning in their new choreography, you know, the one guy that, that changes the rear actually changes the front on the other side of the car. Mm -hmm. So they've suspended the front tire, the person that is listed on their listed. roster as the front tire changer. And unfortunately, he's the fellow that got his tire on and off properly. <laughs> so I'm not yeah. sure. Again, this is Tuesday, you know, you know, May uh, 3rd that we're, we're recording this. So they might, you know, make an update to the suspension, you know, in the next couple of days, but it was really to see it's kind of dumbfounded. A lot of the NASCAR media folks that are making the announcement. Cause they're like, Hey, wait a minute. That is not the guy that lost the lug nut. No. Yeah. Like I said, in their choreography, the guys, um, you know, when they go to the right side of the car, the guy that does the right rear, when he runs around the front of the car, he does the left front. And the guy that does the right front, when he runs around the car, runs all the way around to the left rear. Um, it's an equal distance for both of those guys. That's why it takes a little quicker to do. But like I said, yeah, they're not doing just the right, the front or just the rear like they used to. So the way they're listed on the roster, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't really matter. And so NASCAR, like you said, maybe NASCAR will fix that by, by the time the week is up. 
Um, but uh, they'll have to definitely look at or change the rule if the rules stated a certain way, because these new pit stops are not only um, pretty successful uh, for the Gibbs guys, but I'm, you know, most of the other teams are looking at them and I think they're trying to figure out how much practice it's going to take before they start doing them too. So, so this ends up being really unfortunate for Hamlin and the 11 team as you know, they have that win at Martinsville, but they've just had disaster after disaster happen. And unfortunately for them, the wheel falling off was only the first in a series of of unfortunate events that um, Mm -hmm. befell them the rest of this race. So um not a huge Denny fan, so that doesn't <laughs> doesn't bother me too much. But um, unfortunate because they definitely, as you said, had the car to beat almost all day Sunday and at the beginning of this race on Monday. Yeah. So uh, we get to the uh, restart up 129. The one car is leading the restart here. Ryan's up to 23rd. Um, and, you know, the lap 131, the 20 car has to pit for, for a wheel issue. Now, his, I don't know if it was a loose wheel at this point or, you know, or not because we're, only two laps in. So it may have been a little loose from a lug nut or something at lap 156, the five car gets a flat and spins. Um, Ryan's up to 19th at this point. Um, the leaders all pit. Um, Ryan comes out 13th. <laughs> so once again, you know, they gained five or six spots on this pit stop and that's incredible. You know. Just a little bit of a jump there, but yeah, great. The track position is important regardless of, you know, they were able to pass a little bit in this race, but um, always great when you can gain those spots on pit road and not have to worry about it out on the track. You know, you know, here's the thing when you're pitting, um, you can gain a spot or two here, here or there usually because you're, you're only going to beat a guy into your box and beat one or two guys, you know, that you may have been behind. But when you gain that many spots, I'm sure one or two other teams had an issue too, you know, on their pit stops. So, you know, it's, but still it's pretty good. You know, one other thing to mention too, is people thought they had picked a curious pit stop. You know, they qualified rather well for this race and he picked a spot that was, you know, there wasn't an opening in front of him. It actually had the 77 car Balicki right in front of him. But if I was reading the chart, right, the way that Bob Pockers does it, the, Mm -hmm. the, the box was like right in the middle of a timing line. And I'm not sure if that was some sort of magic mumbo jumbo that made it for them to be able to get in and out of the box, you know, a little bit faster than you normally would. So maybe that ended up being a big part in this. And we were just kind of um, lamenting for the wrong reasons when we saw the the selection. It's, it's one of, one of those two things. That's one of the things. And the other one, and I mentioned this uh, online somewhere um, too, is that uh, the five team was like a spot or two behind them. And uh, they try to pick a box somewhere near somebody they're going to be competitive with all day, not right next to them, uh, unless it's like the first box or two at the front of pit road, but within a box or two of, you know, the five car, the nine car, um, you know, somebody they know they're going to be racing with all day long that uh, competitive wise, they, they want to beat, you know? So yeah, that's part of it too. They want to be close to somebody like that so they can compete with them all day. Um Let's see, at lap uh, 164, we get the restart um, with the one leading, and Ryan, like I said, is up to 13th at this point. We get uh, to lap 165, Ryan is up to 10th at this point. So he's uh, already marching his way to the front. Uh, Lap 189, the 45 car spins, and Ryan is 11th. Um, And this is interesting here because it's hard to keep track of. Uh, Ryan is 11th, and they do pit, but eight cars stay out during this pit stop and um your know, tire fall off was not real big in this race it wasn't one of those ones like this weekend coming up where you're going to see a lot of tire fall off and we'll discuss that and when we get to the third stage too because you know splitting a stage in half or splitting a stage in thirds you know at the where there's huge tire fall off you want to split it in thirds because you can make up that ground but this race at the tire fall off wasn't enough. And that's why those cars decide to stay out. They want to see if they can hold some of their position. So Ryan comes out of the pits 16th, but actually, if you look at it, it's a net gain of about four spots actually on pit road because of the eight cars that, uh, stayed out. So we got a restart lap 194, um, the 31 leading the restart. Ryan is the 16th at lap 196 caution for the 22 car run into turn one there he hits the wall um like i said he was having problems all day with the tires and 
you know, being loose and, you know, just, he, he had a rough weekend. Um, we get, uh, Ryan's up at the 17th. At that point, we get a restart and lap, uh, 201, the 31 leading Ryan's still in 17th, uh, lap 210, the 48 takes the lead. So we, we get a couple of lead changes here at lap, uh, 212, the 18 takes the lead. Now at this point, the 18 looks like he's, you know, going to be the class of the field. Um, Lap 223, this grinds up to 16th. At lap 228, he gets to 15th. Uh, now, with lap 232, the 8 has a tire issue. So Ryan gains a spot on that. At lap uh, 236, the 3 has a tire issue. <laughs> Ryan gains another spot on that. Uh, another lap later, he makes a pass. He's up to 12th uh, position by lap 237. Then we get a caution at lap 242 for, for the 51 car. And this is where the fun happens because uh, they at first are on the radio and Jonathan's talking about maybe five laps, the green flag laps after this pit cycle. And actually Josh comes on and kind of says, it's probably only gonna be about three. Um, so they make the call is red. Um, and I just read this week. I don't know, maybe it's because of Jack links. Oh, I don't yeah, know, maybe. but the red, red hood there. Um, but red means staying out now. It's nervous. It, it's really weird, very, very, very weird because you would think they get the end of the stage and there are stage points to be had, right? You would think that some other guys would stay out and give this a shot. Only one other car stays out on the lead lap and it's the 21 car, which is a teammate, you know, which is cool. And that way on the radio, cause you can hear Josh, you know, uh, you know, Ryan says, well, I do this. What's he want to do. If I do that, what's he want to do. So, um, they're discussing, you know, on this restart, what to do. And they're going to have two, two laps. Uh, the, the restarts at lap 248. Ryan takes the inside and uh, behind him, he's got the 19 and the 21's on the outside and behind him, he's got the 18. And uh, this is what you were talking about earlier. Um, the 18 gets, you know, he's on fresher tires. So he thinks he's Superman. Yep. But Ryan does a superb job, uh, you know, just racing his, you know, what off and holds them off for two laps and wins the stage and gets a lot of kudos on the radio from both the crew chief and from Josh, uh, because he did a tremendous job holding those guys off and getting another stage win, the fourth one of the year, um, in a Leave day it. where, you know, <laughs> yeah, led eight laps there. Yeah, led, led, leads the series now in stage victories with four. So that's kind of cool. Um, I mentioned, you know, there's really only one or two highlights of the day. And uh, this is probably uh, going to be the highlight of the day the rest of the way here. Uh, but it was cool to see him out front and race and hold off the 18, who probably at this point in the race, uh, which we talked about, you know, this being a really good race at Dover. And a lot of that is because of comers and goers. You know, we've seen the one lead, we've seen the five lead, we've seen the 11 lead, we saw the 18 lead. Now, Ryan was leading here due to that strategy, um, but the 18 was probably one of the best cars at this point in the race, and he's eventually falls off a little bit too. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what made this whole thing exciting, but the fact that Ryan could hold him off in this last lap, you know, a couple lap dash here, um, and at least, you know, kind of salvage their day has been kind of a little bit up and down here at this point, but they know at least coming out of this race. And honestly, I think Todd Gordon, his previous crew chief was all about strategies like this, where they can go out and get, get the guaranteed points. And I think that did them a lot of good, you know, like last season when they made the championship run, you know, they fell short, but still, I think that strategy pays off in the end eventually. So they do come out with a coveted playoff point. And just imagine, you know, when he stacks a couple of wins on top of those four that he already has, uh, he's going to be sitting pretty good in the points. Yeah. Um, so, of course, they pit here and end up uh, 26th, uh, you know, because him and the 21 are the only ones that, that had stayed out. So they have yeah. to both pit. The downside uh, to the strategy. And it's worth mentioning that the 21 fell like a rock on that yeah. restart, too. I, get, I can't remember if he still ended up with points in that stage or not, but he went from second and dropped back like eight or nine positions, I think. So um, at lap 258, we get the restart for the 18 uh, is leading at this point. Um, Brian, at lap 294 is up to 19th. So he does some passing. He does some a good job getting up there um, at lap. Uh, uh, here's the funny thing. You said that the 18 falls off. Actually, the 18 doesn't fall off. 
the 16 falls off <laughs> as we're, as we're going to see. So, cause what happens this is true. Is, you're, you're correct. <laughs> yeah. Here's what, here's what actually happens. Uh, lap three twenty. Uh, Ryan does pit. He gets passed, um, he, uh, for the lead by the leader. So he's, he's a lap down. So a lot of times that's what crew chiefs will do. As soon as you get a lap down, let's go ahead and get the tires and we'll start the cycle. And it does start the cycle because within another lap or two, people start coming in and pitting. Um, at lap 232, the, some of the leaders do pit, but here we go. We get a caution for the 16 and, um, it causes one of those things where guys get caught. Yeah. Guys get caught. This is unfortunate. A bunch of guys get caught a lap down, including the 18, um, have to take a wave around and so forth. And unfortunately, what's really bad about this is Ryan is three laps down at this point because a couple of the cars that were still on the track when the caution happened were that far ahead of him because he had already pitted and, uh, he does do a wave around here, uh, to get one of his laps back, but he ends up being the only car two laps down, uh, at this point and in 27th position. So he just gets pinned basically yep. by a bad caution at the wrong time. If the thing cycles through, uh, maybe he's still a lap down, but he, he maybe he's the lucky dog at that point. Uh, maybe he runs a pretty good lap or two before everybody pits and he gets at least gets his lap back, you know, on a little bit fresher tires for, for a lap or two before the other guys pit. I mean, there's a lot of things that could have happened. The worst thing that could happen happened. Yep. (laughs) And it happens. You're going to get a race like this every year. So yeah. And just one, one of those things that 16 car, you know, I think this is not the first time 16 cars lost a tire, lost a wheel either, you know, this year. So might've been the 31, but that team, yeah, I think it might be the second one for that team. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, so lap three thirty one. the one car is leading the restart. So the one car is, is made his way back up there. Ryan, of course, like I said, stuck in 27, two laps down. Uh, we get a caution at lap three thirty four for the seven and the 99, uh, doing a little tango together. Um, Brian's in 26 at this point. So there was at least a spot gain through some attrition, uh, lap three forty, the one is leading the restart, uh, lap three forty two, a caution for the eight car spinning at lap three forty eight. Um, the one leads this restart, but the nine passes in the next couple laps. And then he goes the next basically 50 laps and, uh, he wins. Um, was he the best car? No, not all not day. Really. Definitely not. Not all day. No, the, 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 you know, the two Gibbs cars were definitely the best cars. Uh, the 11 car, uh, from, from Sunday and into Monday was able to pass it at will no matter what. So that's how good his car was, whatever line he wanted to run. And the 18 car also did that as, as the day went on, on Monday. So, um, but like you said, these, ha- these races do happen once in a while where you get a pit cycle that's green. And then all of a sudden a caution comes in the middle of it and some guys get caught and then they, you know, wave around helps you get the lap back, but you're also stacked up behind all the other cars that are a lap or two down and so on and so forth. Then it really mixes everything up. And, uh, you know, I mean, kudos to the nine car for being in the right place at the right time for doing that. Um, and they were dominant over the other cars that were at least on the lead lap with them. So, you know, uh, Brian does end up, uh, you know, with that finish, um, it, you know, there was at least some points that were made during the day, which was, was nice, but yeah, it's, one those, it's just it's one, one of those things. <laughs> one of those, it's just one of those weeks. I mean, you know, his, his quote, uh, you know, we battled issues all day and uh, we battled ish, balance issues and track position most of the day. Says Jonathan made a good call to stay out and take a shot at winning the stage. Says after that track position was hard to come by and had some bad luck after um, with timing of the caution late. So, you know, I mean, it, it you know, uh, those post-race quotes he does are really great. They post them usually a day later. Um, it just kind of tells you the, you know, what they went through, what the mood was. And, um, you know, this week will be a new and exciting week. Every that's the fun part is every week right now is an opportunity. That's the way the guys on the pit crew look at it. That's the way the crew chief looks at it. That's the way the driver looks at it. That's the way the spotter looks at it. They all think they can win every single week and they can't. So on to Darlington. On to Darlington. Congratulations to the nine team. Uh, notable stat for them. That was their first win on an oval track, I think, since he won the championship at Phoenix in 2020, because his last his two wins last year were both on road courses. 
Uh, so welcome back to an oval victory lane for the nine car. One of Ryan's buddies there and Chase Elliott. Um, and as you said, on to Darlington this weekend. It's throwback weekend at uh, Darlington Raceway up there in South Carolina, one of NASCAR's iconic tracks. Uh, we're going to head back this year for the Goodyear 400. Goodyear 400 this Sunday, May 8th. Darlington Raceway, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time for the race. You can watch it on FS1, listen to it on the radio with MRN, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. The week for the Cup Series is actually going to kick off on Friday with, um, with uh, or sorry, on Saturday. Sorry, they're going to get there on Friday with the haulers and everything. Uh, but on as far as on-track activity goes, it's going to happen on Saturday. Again, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. This seems to be the, uh, the time for the practice and qualifying the last couple of weeks. So they're going to have A and B group A and B practice at 1030 to 1105 and then 1105 to 1230. They're going to have qualifying again, impound qualifying as always single vehicle, one lap, two rounds. Um, hopefully Ryan ends up uh, in that top 10 again. Um, I think this would have been last year. The last time we were at Darlington in the fall last year for the Southern 500, Ryan actually started from the pole, but I believe that was during that whole metric situation. I don't believe he, yeah, I don't think that was one of the races that they qualified for. So, but he started from the pole pole and finished 22nd overall at Darlington. He has 10 starts there. And you have to remember for the majority of Ryan's career up until last year, they were only visiting Darlington once a year, just for the Southern 500. It wasn't until the pandemic happened that Darlington kind of raised their hand and they got a couple of extra dates and they've kind of rewarded them since then with having two dates. Now, uh, who knows how long this will last, but the attendance has been pretty decent. So 10 starts at Darlington, one top 10 and an average finish of 19.3 finished 22nd in the fall last year in the Southern 500. And in this specific race last year, he finished eighth in the spring, uh, which was his best career finish and is his lone top 10 there in 10 starts. So he can't really say he's improving. Uh, I think in this race at Darlington, in the fall, I did attend that one, the Southern 500. He was running fairly decently, but I do remember he had some sort of an incident in turns three and four where um, I think he might might have had a tire issue or something happened. We'd have to go back and look at our notes. So he had been running fairly decently in that race. Uh, he led 17 laps, but which were his first laps led to in his career at Darlington as well. So looking forward to this weekend, it is, it is throwback weekend, which is always exciting. So as of right now, when we're recording this, I'm sure maybe it'll happen tomorrow morning or something. They haven't revealed his, his throwback scheme yet. I believe you said you're looking at the entry list and it says advanced auto parts is the, is the sponsor. Yeah. They're the sponsor. So, you know, I, I don't know. The sponsor kind of depends on what the sponsor lets them do um, with certain things, but they usually are pretty open to, changing colors or, you know, or, or doing design differences, um, like we've seen. So I think advanced was the sponsor when he did, uh, the replica of his, uh, his, his car from, uh, when he was younger. So yeah, I mean, it, it could be, who knows what, I mean, I, I I'm excited to see, it'd be really great if they just waited till they did it on Sunday or Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, just just keep us waiting all the way until then. The only thing he Ryan was mentioned uh, mentioned in an interview at one point along the way that the car was going to have some sort of a metallic element to it. I don't know whether if that's made it all the way through and whether that'll be a metallic number like you've seen a lot this year, or if he actually means more of a metallic paint on the car, or I guess it's a wrap on the car. So people, a lot of Blaney fans have kind of done some digging on Penske cars in the past just to see. If they have everything, anything, there's some rusty Wallace Miller light cars out there that did have some sort of metallic element, but who knows, but hopefully we'll know, know soon enough. And um, hopefully in general, the car just runs well, looks well mm -hmm. on the track, runs well, ideally ends up in victory lane, but really I'm just hoping for a rebound after Dover. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of discussion um, online and uh, podcasts that we've already listened to this week that talk about the Fords being a little bit behind the curve. And, you know, you know, when they made them change the nose and things like that. Um, I don't throw too much into that because to me, Ryan's been there every week. Um, I just think it's some of the guys are adapting better to the new car than other guys. And uh, some of the teams are adapting better than other teams. Um, no offense to Joey, but Joey's just not, he's having a problem with this car. I think how to drive it and Ryan's not. And like you said, every week he's in the top five and qualifying a lot of times and has a, has a bunch of polls. So obviously 
you know, some of the Fords maybe having issues, but I don't think it's because of what they did to the nose of the car or anything like that. I think it's just each individual driver is picking up this car quicker than, you know, than others. So it'll be interesting to see. I was like track house, track house is a whole other situation because of the, um, the design of of the next gen car. You know, they were one of the teams that actually was helping with the design of the car. So track house is kind of on the inside, you know, and I've heard that they've got some equipment over there too, um, that other teams don't have as far as like Chevy. So some of the Chevy guys, they want to use certain things. They got to go to track house's shop to get it done. So track house has got some advantages right now that people don't even know behind the scenes, you know, and it's helping them. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend. Um, we've been to, you know, mile and a half tracks like a Darlington, uh, just in distance, but not like a Darlington as a track as Darlington is, is unique when it comes to racetracks, a lot of be in the past, at least high tire wear. I'm assuming that Goodyear is still going to bring a tire that's going to fall off at this track. So pit strategies and things will be interesting. It's, you know, it's a wider tire, um, new next gen car handling is going to be a little bit different. So this, this 15 minute practice that each group is going to get on Saturday is going to be really, really crucial just to see at least where they're at to start the race. And hopefully that they've done a lot through simulation and everything else this week and the weeks in, in prior to this to get them loaded, unloaded off the truck fast, which they've pretty much been nearly every single week this or yeah, week this year, they've come to the track fast to start off with so again if you want to tune in for this race it's sunday may 8th the goodyear 400 throwback weekend at darlington raceway 3 30 p.m eastern time for the race on fs1 and mrn and sirius xm nascar radio if you want to listen to it on the radio so steve in honor of throwback weekend i wanted to play some audio that is some team blaney podcast throwback themed audio so let me go ahead and play that I'm Adam Rogers. And I'm Steve Mez. And we want to invite you to listen to the Team Blaney podcast. All season long, we will bring you recaps and previews of each week's NASCAR Cup Series race. Stories from the history of NASCAR. And the latest racing news from the Blaney family. So come join us for great NASCAR talk each week on the Team Blaney podcast. And when you're not listening, follow us at Team Blaney on Twitter and Facebook for breaking Blaney news. about that steve oh i was i was so young then (laughs) that was january i want to hit you with it again that was january 2021 that was the trailer for the team blaney podcast you know back before we knew what we knew (laughs) and um i think i did the math on that including this episode um we are 58 episodes in to the team Blaney podcast, which is kind of crazy to me. I know we're not at a hundred yet or anything like that, but we are, we are close. We have just uh, gone over at least the, the, you know, the halfway mark a few weeks ago. Um, Lots of races that we've recapped over the last year and change Um, lots of great interview episodes that we've had along the way. Um, This was an idea that we had kicked around for a couple of years. Then we went through 2020 with the pandemic and everything. And I think it really, we had a little bit more time on our hands to think about it. And then I think somewhere around November, December of 2020, we really kind of locked in and said, you know what, let's, let's make a go of this thing. So I know it's, we're not throwing back that far. We're only throwing it back, you know, uh, a year and a couple of months here, but I thought it'd be interesting. You know, that's the first thing we kind of got on and, and recorded and, you know, we're excited about put it out to the public and uh, was lucky enough to have, you know, our following on social media really embrace the show. Yeah. I, you know, I've been having a lot of fun every week, um, you know, doing this and then getting ready for this every week too. You know, I, I spent an hour or two today with uh, going through some stuff on nascar.com to find some of these different you know, statistics uh, of the race since we didn't get to watch it live time. Um, you know, go back and watch the video of it and so forth. And the thing is, is I love doing it. It's not like a, it's a job or anything like that. We, uh, we want to just get to as many fans that are Blaney fans as possible and, uh, get, uh, get info out there, let them, uh, enjoy it and hopefully, you know, give them some content that they want to listen to. And, uh, you know, each week it's gotten bigger and bigger and that's, that's the best part. And, uh, we get more, more fans to celebrate together with, uh, every week. 
yeah, really, really been great to see, you know, uh, just to see from our first couple of episodes, how we've grown now we've grown to, you know, where we've got a few hundred people that download uh, the episode every week, which to me is just insane that, you know, that many people, uh, that core group of Blaney fans that are, we're kind of all in this together. And um, it's been a really, really fun ride so far, but I thought going into throwback weekend, it might be kind of fun to listen to kind of the first, the very first uh, audio that we ever put out there. Um, I thought it'd be good to throw back to. So it's kind of fun to listen to. But, you know, if we really want to go into some archives somewhere deep, somewhere in somebody's com- computer, <laughs> deep, in the archives. Yep. deep in some archives is some old quickest lap uh, internet radio program, which is so funny when you think about it, because that was done live, but then it was set up that you could pull it up and, 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 and stream it later on. And so that was like an early edition of a podcast before anybody even knew what a podcast was, which is kind of cool too. But that goes back to the day of quickest lap days and, uh, you know, oh, we got some Dave news this week. Come to think of it. We do have some Dave news this week. That's a great way to transition into that. So Dave Blaney made his 410 sprint car debut in 2022 this past weekend at Sharon Speedway for the Buckeye Cup. He debuted a new uh, paint scheme this year. He had previously been running this paint scheme that was a tribute to his dad, Lou Blaney, that was kind of painted in in a look of one of Lou's old cars. This year, Dave's kind of come out with an all red car, uh, black number 10 uh, up on the wing. Uh, Ryan Blaney Family Foundation predominantly featured on the uh, the engine cover there on both sides of the car. Uh, the UPMC Fund a Fellow program has has some stickers on there as well as long as also with uh, the one business that, that Dave owns that's up there on the top wing too. So uh, kind of a cool car. I've shared some of that on the Team Blaney uh, Facebook and Twitter accounts from this weekend. So if you want to take a look at what Dave's 2022 sprint car looks like, also stay tuned because I will at some point get busy in Photoshop here and, and whip up a new version of Dave's sprint car and throw that onto iRacing for anybody that's really into iRacing. I always throw it up there. You can download it for free and, and race that one out on the track. It's always kind of cool to see that when I hop into a race, when I see somebody else racing one of the cars that I've, I've put together on there. So um, it was a decent week for Dave. It wasn't as, as amazing as it was when he was there and he won the World of Outlaws race last year, but he did qualify second in group A. He started on the pole of heat one and led heat one and won heat one over Cap Henry, who ended up being the eventual winner on the night. Uh, Dave started, uh, finished the dash in 10th, which, which gave him a 10th place starting position in the feature. And he kind of shuffled forward and backward a little bit in this feature and actually still ended up holding serve and finishing 10th in the Buckeye cup with the all-star circuit of champions at Sharon Speedway cap Henry ends up winning the race who finished second to Dave in the heat race. He wins the race at the flag stand over Brett Marks. It was kind of a pretty exciting finish. If anybody has, was there in person, um, you got to see an awesome race in person for people like me who had to watch it on flow racing at home, got to see an exciting race on flow racing. The all-star circuit of champions is going to make three more stops at Sharon Speedway this year. I wouldn't be surprised if you see, Dave there in the 410, and he's probably also, I would assume, going to make some starts there when the World of Outlaws comes to town to the Blaney family's home track there in Hartford, Ohio at Sharon Speedway. So always really, really cool to see Dave back behind the wheel, and he's still at it. And like I said, this year, also cool to see the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation kind of predominantly featured on that sprint car. He was he was actually wearing his fire suit uh from the pictures i saw too so hopefully he's not in trouble now (laughs) (laughs) that'll do dave so good good job with that um a couple other things to wrap up this week i guess we should go through our nas team blaney nascar fantasy live league picks even though i tell you what i i didn't have a great week but i don't think my picks were that bad and let me go through this uh i started this past week at dover um, my starting lineup, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson. I had Ryan in the garage, kept him in the garage. He's kind of been my garage pick every week. I have elevated him a couple of times, but all those folks that I just mentioned had decent races going, even with all of his trouble, Hamlin still got me 26 points. Uh, Bowman got me 40. Kyle Busch got me 41. Harvick got me 28. Larson got me 36. You would think that would have been a really solid week, but everybody else in the league really stepped up their game. Uh, as far as the featured matchups went, I had picked Larson over Chastain. That was wrong. I picked Bowman over Byron. That was correct. I picked Harvick over Truex. That ended up correct in within the last lap there. Mm-hmm. And I uh, this was a dumb one. I had picked 
Reddick over Elliot and Elliot ended up going on to win the race. So I lost out on the bonus points there, but man, I thought I had a really solid week and then I ended up going over to the actual standings and I did not. Some other people really showed up. What was your lineup looking like? And I know based on the standings, things didn't go that well either. Yeah. I had Ryan, um, you know, so yeah, like I said, I'm just going to use up his starts <laughs> anyway. So, and yeah, and I couldn't swap out, um, anywhere in time, uh, cause I had Suarez and Suarez was actually running really well until uh, the third stage. So, um, that would have been where, who I probably would have swapped out if I could have, um, cause Kyle Bush I had in the garage. So, but I had some of the same guys you had, I had Larson Bowman, Hamlin and, and Suarez. So yeah, it just, it, you know, I got, you know, I got caught with that caution, <laughs> you know, my guys got caught a lap or down too, uh, too. So it kind of, you know, if it would have stayed green and, who knows what would have happened. So let's take a look at the top 10 in points earned this past week at Dover Motor Speedway for the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League. Coming in first in points earned, we have Fry Gal 12 with 253 points. A dominant win here over the second place, the Dalai Lama 4 with 237. Tied for third, we have JDB068 and Math Mom 4 with 235. In fifth, we had Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing with 230. In sixth, we have Sam Speedsters with 228. Tied for seventh, NASCAR Nut 12 and Factory of Sadness, 219. And then tied for ninth, Angie 12 and Skeet 22, 218. I'm going to scroll down to 37th. That's where my team finished in the week. Tied for 37th. I think that's one a four-way tie here uh, with some. I see some folks actually in here from the, the Discord chat here. 37th, 191 points. And then you, this doesn't usually happen. You finished below me. 53rd position, 176 points for Mez 12. Overall standings for the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League. Holding down the first position, I think for a couple of weeks in a row here, Bulldog 0277, 2,163 points. Second, Math Mom 4, 2,124. Third, Fry Gal 12, 2,111. Defending champion Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing in fourth with 2,091. Fifth, Moose Hunter 1960, 2,081. Sixth, the Dalai Lama 4 with 2,055. Seventh, Eric D15, 2,050. Eighth, Supermod 2,046. Ninth, Blaney Kicks Beep 2,046. And then rounding out the top 10, Laniacal, 2,010 points. So, Steve, we're heading to Darlington Raceway for the throwback weekend. Any drivers that, aside from Ryan, you said you're going to keep starting Ryan here, that are on your must-start list for this weekend? Anybody who can stay high, wide, and handsome. Uh, you know, the, this is the weekend of, you know, that turn three, turn four, uh, uh, Darlington stripe situation, uh, be interesting to see how well they can do that with this car. You know, how many of these cars can get all the way up there and, and stay up there and not hit the wall. Um, it'd be fun to watch. I, I can't, you know what Riddick, Riddick uh, is somebody who, who does well with this kind of situation. Um, uh, you know, somebody really, somebody weird, like Stenhouse could be a guy to look out for. If you want to pull somebody from, from deep, it's got big uh, Mo with him right now that from that second yeah. place finish at Dover. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple of names there, just some, some people deeper in the field that you might want to look at. Um, I, you know, the Gibbs guys are always going to be good and uh, their pit stop situation when they do hit it, uh, they, they're, you know, they're that much faster. This pit road is narrow, Yep. Uh, hard to get to, um, hard to get to coming down off the apron, um, getting it woed up. Uh, you see a lot of penalties there. Uh, and if there is any kind of green flag cycle, it can get crazy. Uh, this is one of those situations where that last stage of the race, they're going to split it up into two or three or four pit stops because tire fall off should be pretty, pretty drastic to where if you pit before a bunch of other people pit, um, you know, get four or five laps before they do, you're going to gain all kind of ground on them on the track. So, um, should be really, real interesting to see, uh, you know, all these things take place uh, Sunday. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what practice and qualifying goes. I probably won't set my lineup until then. But going into it, guys like Kyle Larson, guys like Tyler Reddick, who like to run that high, wide and handsome line. Um, Denny Hamlin, I think Denny won the Southern 500, I think, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's another person to watch at this track. So um, 
those are the, so some of the guys on my radar right now, but yeah, I'm going to wait and see who's fast in practice, who's fast in qualifying. And then I'll probably wrap up my lineup on Saturday and then hopefully be up there and enjoy the race on Sunday out there at Darlington. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show this week, Steve, but we do have one more important thing to touch on. And that is the fact that this is the last call to vote for the SRX fan vote for the race in July at Nashville Fairground Speedway. We had Brittany Zamora on the podcast a few weeks ago. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, you can learn a lot about Brittany, who is an up and coming pro late model driver now out here on the East Coast, but she is from the West Coast. She has a previous pro late model win at Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, so far to date, she has been leading the vote standings. Uh, since the voting started, but she has a lot of stiff competition, uh, some big names on that list that she's up against. And even though they're saying that she's leading the standings, we don't necessarily know by how much. And uh, we want to make sure that she gets every vote that she possibly can. Again, her tie to the, the Blaney racing fandom here is through her uh, boyfriend, Josh Williams, who is Ryan Spotter that we talk about and has been a, a guest on this podcast, including when he was on introducing us to Brittany in the first place. So um, she's been, we've kind of taken on that cause to try to get her voted into this SRX series race. SRX has been on our radar this year, just due to the fact that Ryan and Dave are both going to participate in the SRX race when they come to Sharon Speedway to close out the series in July as well. So if you want to vote for Brittany, Steve, I think you just need to get onto the Nashville fairground speedway website, and then go to the link, click on the SRX vote and then vote for Brittany. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people that are listening to the podcast already have done so. So here's your uh, homework uh, for the next couple of days between now and Friday. Um, since you've already voted um, and you're definitely interested and you want to make sure she wins, what you need to do is find somebody who hasn't voted and either make them interested or just grab their phone off of them and take care of it for them real quick, <laughs> you know, and just do that with one or two people that, you know, um, you know, I, my wife right, sits right next to me on the couch and we did it right away, you know, but uh, maybe you have a significant other and, uh, you, you know, just grab her phone real quick or grab his phone real quick and uh, punch it in there real quick and get that vote in. Uh, every last little vote is going to count down the stretch here. Uh, we're thinking that they will, uh, the clothing, voting closes Friday, that they'll probably just announce it Saturday, uh, their Saturday night race at the track there. So, um, hurry up, get another vote in. If you're, you know, you only can vote once. So if you can get somebody else to vote, get somebody else to vote. Cause I know a lot of people, like I said, who listen to the podcast has already taken care of this. So, uh, let's see if we can make this, uh, cross the finish line with a victory. So that's it, everybody. So that's our one last plea. You only have a couple of days to do it. Vote for Brittany Zamora at the Nashville fairground speedway website. Click on the SRX link. She's the first one up there. Click on her name to vote for her, scroll down, put some information in and cast your vote. So I want to thank you once again, everyone, for tuning into this episode of the Team Blaney podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, check out our very first episode from last season that dives deep into our Blaney fandom. You can interact with us on Twitter and Facebook at Team Blaney and on Instagram at team.blaney. And finally, we want to encourage you to help support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation. This organization that's championed by Ryan and his family supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association, the Alzheimer's Association, and UPMC Sports Medicine and their Fund a Fellow program. You can find out more about the foundation online at ryanblaneyfamilyfoundation.org or on all of their active social media channels. Uh, Steve, uh, I think we've mentioned a couple of times we did have uh, Emma uh, Blaney Conley and Leah. Blaney Reeves on a few episodes as well, where they caught on here and chatted with us a little about a little bit about their upcoming charity event. Yeah, a couple of things that um, you want to look out for um, if you go to their site and uh, you want to donate. Um, they've got this uh, uh, Hall of Fame wall that they're putting together. Um, it's twenty bucks to donate, and they'll put you up on the wall there. Uh, but if you donate fifty or more, they'll not only put your your name up on that Wall of Fame but then they'll take it down and Ryan will autograph it and he'll send it to you. So it's a kind of a way that you can still be part of the, uh, part of the event uh, coming up May 24th. The other thing that you can do to be part of the event uh, coming up in the next week or two, they'll probably show you and announce some of these things. They're going to have a silent auction that'll be online and it'll be there at the event. Um, so tune in, um, you know, uh, 
that day and, 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 and look up the website that day. And uh, we'll try to get some links out to you and make sure that you got the links and uh, maybe you can bid on something that the, that they'll have up for auction. I'm told there's going to be a lot of great things, be some autographed material. Um, we're going to be there. So we're going to try to figure out some things. Maybe we'll be able to do some live things, uh, you know, maybe just pop on our phone real quick here and there and just kind of give you a view of, uh, of the scene if possible when we get a chance, you know, cause we are going to golf too, you know, Adam says he's got the hole in one and he's got it. He says he's going to win it. So I know from what I understand, I'm going to have some stiff competition from Buckeye bullet there, Dave Blaney. <laughs> he's been practicing. <laughs> So again, uh, this is the, the driving for good charity event for the Ryan Blaney family foundation, May 24th at the top golf Charlotte university. If you want to learn more about this event, you can go on to driving for F O R E good dot planning pod.com. All the information there, they still are looking for single players. If you can get out there to Charlotte and participate in this event, there's other levels of sponsorship. Like Steve said, you can donate, get on that wall. And uh, if you donate $50 or more, you can end up with a really great keepsake keepsake from that event. Uh, so I think that pretty much wraps it up. So for my co-host, Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night, Brussels. Good night, Dublin. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming. I hope you enjoyed it.